They wrote a mild tolerance story for Curtin Adam. Exactly. They wrote a, this is slightly better than sitting at home alone story. You're listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hello, welcome to uh, Glee on the Rocks. I'm Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm B. And this is the next episode of Glee on the Rocks. This is a four by 15 girls and boys on film. So the quick rundown of this episode is, as everyone recovers from Will and Emma's wedding, the Glee Club members are tasked with performing their favorite movie songs. How are you guys doing? Just in general. Uh, still emotional from one specific part of this episode. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, what's the opposite of a jump scare? A jump yeah. light? Because I had totally forgotten it was in this episode. And I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is exactly how I felt when the opening of it started. I was like, the fuck? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad that we yes. all had that same experience. <laughs> Needs a content warning just for that. Uh-huh. Just to prepare yourself a little bit for it yeah it's crazy because that was such a clean fandom like you know crystallizing yeah. moment but i guess it's the rest of the episode that like deletes it out i guess because like that scene yeah. gift to hell and back i've watched it a million times i bought it on itunes but the rest of i had no idea it was in this episode and i feel like most yeah. clean stuff i know what episode it's in mm-hmm. <laughs> you know when it's coming you're prepared for right. it. You're like anticipating it. And this one yeah. just comes out of fucking nowhere. Just kind of punches you in the gut. It did. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Kind of stopped what I was doing. Just straight up watched it. Right. I fast forwarded through a lot of the songs, but not that one. Never that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, if if you're listening to this and you've forgotten what it is, it's Kurt and Blaine duetting. Um, what the fuck Come is the song called? Come what may. I was just like, I was you know, say the song. Rouge. <laughs> Moulin Rouge. I was gonna say Moulin Rouge, like that's not actually the song. Um, duetting Come What May from Moulin Rouge. It's I don't even know. It's Kurt's fantasy mm-hmm. sequence while he's watching Moulin Rouge with Adam, of all people, who still exists <laughs> in this show. I don't know why. He's like a 40-year-old British man going to Niata. Um <laughs> which uh glee is not a documentary yeah um <laughs> hmm. yeah he's, so it's he looks very similar to kurt hmm. does he does he now <laughs> so weird that he's just loitering in their apartment doing nothing of his own <laughs> so maybe weird. he'll hold an umbrella oh my god that's a deep cut <laughs> deep cut <laughs> very deep cut. oh man <laughs> This whole episode is a deep cut. (laughs) I think that's maybe why he was hired. I mean, out of the the cast, yeah, the casting lineup. They were like this one. Hmm. Their dynamic is also reminiscent of some other things I've seen, where it seems like Kurt's not especially excited Mm -mm. to be in Adam's presence, and Adam is just like laughing at every single thing Kurt says, like it's the funniest thing he's ever heard. Yeah, the chemistry is definitely one-sided between Kurt and Adam. Yes. <laughs> Which is why when they're doing come what, when Kurt and Blaine are doing Come What May, you're like, see? You're like, yeah, this is what we're shit. here for. That's the stuff. <laughs> that's the good shit right there. Why are we trying to act like Adam is even a problem? I mean, I think there's a reason the only time, I mean, they didn't have any duets, did they? Kurt and Adam? 
No. Uh, I don't we know have, that. I don't think they ever got back. <laughs> and that was really all all we got from Adam. Yeah. I feel like the writers. And is that really even singing? Right. No, not really. I feel like the writers, like, they didn't even try. They were just like, mm, this no. is going to be the most mid, mid game ever. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, yeah. we're going to make it bad. Like, it seems like they made it bad on purpose. Yes. They made all of Kurt and Blaine's others the worst. Yes. They were just terrible substitutions. I I still can't figure out if that was on purpose to be like, fans, don't worry. Or if it really just sucked. (laughs) They really were just like, well, we don't really know what to do with the gay characters. Yeah. Wow. So let's just throw someone at them. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And also potentially the actors being like, these are terrible storylines. I choose not to participate in this. Right. Especially with what's coming. It's got to be season five, right? With he who must not be named. Yeah. Or is that season six? Well, it's six. Yeah. Shit. So it's the thing I haven't seen yet. I know what happened. Well, that's partly why I didn't watch season six. I was like, are you doing what? No, (laughs) absolutely not. But like, as an actor, you can't see that in your script and go, oh, yeah, that makes total fucking sense. Absolutely not. And also, like, how do you get excited to to act out these storylines? They've already so timidly set them up, like, t- tentatively. Like, you know it's not going to last. These people are random who, who mm-hmm. are coming out of the woodwork or unrandom in a terrible way for season six. And it's like, there's no meaningful middle part here. Even in no. this episode, he's like, oh, you still love him, don't you? And, like, basically giving Kurt an out. Like they, they did not write a love story for Kurt and Adam. No. no. Like there was no, there's nothing there. They didn't even try. They wrote a mild tolerance story for <laughs> Kurt and Adam. Exactly. I Adam, a, this is slightly better than sitting at home alone story. <laughs> Adam is only in the apartment for the episode because there's a snowstorm and yeah. he can't go home. Exactly. Yeah. It's not even like Kurt was that excited for him to be in the apartment. He's just there because he couldn't walk his ass home from Bushwick. <laughs> but also, like, the subways are still running. You can go home. Right. Like, Did he just not bring a jacket? Does he not know he lives in New York? <laughs> you can leave. Yeah. They have snow in London, too. It's fine. I don't even know. I guess it was a convenient excuse to have, like, Kurt, Santana, Rachel, and Adam there, but not Brody, because <laughs> he like yeah. couldn't make it home or something. Like I don't know. His mysterious um, outings with a friend or whatever he said without his pager or his wad of money. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a very good drug dealer. If he's missing two most important things to do the deals. I absolutely love Santana in these episodes. <laughs> This, these are like my favorite versions of Santana recently is uh, she's absolutely ign- annoyed by the theater gaze. She clocked immediately that Rachel might be knocked up. And then she's just rifling through everyone's yeah. stuff because she can. And it's not she's not mean. She's just mm, investigating. Honest. <laughs> she's just yeah, she's honest, Santana, in these. Yeah. And her, I didn't even write down a quote because she was talking so fast and everything was kind of on point that I didn't have a specific quote from her about Brody's $1,200 in cash and a pager, which is why she's convinced that he's a drug dealer, which is pretty reasonable for a Neata student. 
uh, TA, whatever his job is. But I, I like her in these these episodes. You know a quote of hers that I did write down because it made me guffaw was when she was like, the first time I met him, he said, I'm not a real New Yorker until I get a makeover. And I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yes. That was really good. <laughs> Referring back to just the first episode of this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love when the, the writers shade each other. <laughs> the textual meta was so good. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she- I just like the scene of her throwing people's clothes around as if it's not yes. one giant room. Yeah. Their, their apartment is basically a studio. It's a warehouse. Sheets for walls. Sheets. Yeah. She's just out in the open throwing drawers open and throwing clothes around. I love the shot of her under the bed. Just yes. <laughs> just and like, so does Brody not have his own apartment anymore or is he keeping money in Rachel's drawer? Well, he it really seems like he moved in. He moved in, Didn't he, definitely. Like, and moved in, yeah. One of the other okay. episodes, he moved in. That episode so where another... he was late to dinner, so she threw it away. And then oh, that's right. And he's like, well, why don't I just move in? That's right. Yeah. Well, at least they're splitting rent three ways now. Four. <laughs> Four while, well, Santana doesn't have a job. No, Santana doesn't have yeah. a job. No, she just rifled she... through people's stuff all day. Well, yeah, she just turned around and pays the rent with their own money. Yeah, she... <laughs> smart. Yeah. She's smart. She's an enterprising young lady. Yeah, she is. <laughs> She'll get it. Well, she does get a job soon, which is, yeah. I, I don't know, weirder storylines on this show. But when they're all the singing waitresses. I do like the oh, yeah. side characters who show up then, though. Much better than Adam and Brody. Adam and Brody are both <laughs> just the most uninteresting people. They are. They really are. And, I mean, the idea that someone is a, uh, is there a, a male? Well, I guess he's a sex worker. There's not like a yeah. gendered. Yeah term they go with gigolo in the show which is so gross yeah, yeah. although that hasn't been proven yet uh i thought in, for in a second Emily, that you were gonna call him a gary sue like just straight up my <laughs> gary sue. you're gonna call him a gary suit i was gonna be like yeah wow a gary sue all right well, i don't know where my early 2000s fan fiction brain just inserted itself this has been ryan murphy's lifelong dream <laughs> yeah to be a well-paid sex worker in new york yeah probably probably and he's finally living it out um through brody <laughs> and i love that for him santana also confronts rachel about the pregnancy test that she dug out from underneath uh paper towels magazines and other things from the garbage can and rachel starts crying i think this is where the episode actually ends um yeah their yeah. storyline yeah it yeah i really wish this had turned into an abortion storyline yeah glee's gonna take the fucking easy way out and just be like oh she's not pregnant Mm -hmm. it was a false positive i guess i yeah i think we find this in the next episode yeah not in this one this is like the cliffhanger about it but it makes it um, instantly forgettable that she was even pregnant there's no conflict then none None whatsoever, other than she was worried about whose it could be because she slept with them both yeah. in a pretty short right. frame. Like it's just slut shaming, I guess. Because now I was like, mm, yeah. you slept with two guys, and dilemma, you wouldn't even know who your baby is. You slut, and mm-hmm. like, don't sleep with two guys. Yeah. That's a whole message now. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you could figure that out pretty quickly. That's why they have DNA tests. Literally. <laughs> it's a quick little swap. It's not, it's not that hard to figure <laughs> out. Dramatic. Also, kind of on the guys for uh, not using birth control, too. Yeah. Like, Amen. Yes. And on the country for stopping um, male birth control, yes. hormonal birth control testing because the side effects were too strong. 
right? Oh, poor, poor men. They were like, but poor there are men. side effects on these uh, clinical trials. Like, are there? Like everyone else? Yeah. You think we don't have side effects? Anyway, that's another discussion. You're right, and you should say it. Yeah. <laughs> there could be male birth control pills, but there aren't because they're weak. That's right. Oh, there's a risk of stroke. Oh, is there? Is there? <laughs> uh, you're right. There is. And we do it anyway. So that's Rachel. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I guess we'll get the rest of that storyline in the next episode. And the rest of that storyline is that she is not pregnant, which is a cop out for a show that has dealt with teen pregnancy before. Well, they dealt so, with that teen pregnancy by her immediately giving away the baby too. I think that yeah. I think that they're just like baby phobic. Like they're just like we don't really <laughs> want babies on set. Like, mm, I mean, babies. I I'm baby phobic, but sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the writers were just like writing a kid in is too hard. We're just not going to do that. They want to write pregnancy. They don't want to write babies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, so is the U.S. Also true. <laughs> that's, that's actually true. You can be pregnant. You can't have a kid. That's right. Um, yeah, it's like, why have this happen other than to shame her and then drop it immediately? Because I don't think this comes up ever again. Uh, no. Mm -mm. Until she becomes Kurt and Blaine's surrogate. Oh, yeah. Randomly. Randomly, because <laughs> ew. Happens in one episode. <laughs> yeah. It's and yeah. in one, probably even one scene. I've never seen that episode, but um, I bet it's like one scene. She's pregnant. It's their baby. That's the end. No babies here. <laughs> Literally it is. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Rachel. So, but, you know, Santana does comfort her for a hot yeah. minute proving that she is a nicer person than people give her credit for and i will not hear any santana slander no santana's definitely one of the best characters on the show except for when she does unfairly call people um fat except for that yeah sure. that's the line that really got me the like bulimia something something i was like mm, yeah. really yeah. <laughs> like ooh, too ooh, let's not do that like damn yeah, or when she goes after Finn's appearance, like, oh, if you could just not yeah, do that one. That is the problem with Glee and characters completely. Like, they can't write just someone well. There's always got to be some fatal flaw that makes you go, mm, but not that part. Yeah. Like, oh, you're doing so well. If you could just so, there it goes. Yeah. Oh, off into the distance. It's gone. Goodbye. Um, so back, back in uh, good old Lima, we have a cold open with Will and Emma singing you're all the world to me in black and white i don't know why we needed a will schuster nightmare sequence <laughs> to open the show the only no. reason it seemed maybe an homage to um when he and um mike chang harry shem jr did what was it yeah the ring of the producers or some homage to like old black yes. and white singing mm. musicals and so i was like oh you know just bring back Harry Shem Jr. I know. The women yeah. scene. Mm -hmm. All it did was and it, confuse everyone. You're like, they just, she just left him at the altar. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nightmare. And it's a, it's a nightmare as he fell asleep watching an old movie. Um, he, they also stole the, well, I mean, it, this has been used in, um, film and tv and whatever for a while but it also reminded me of the in sync bye 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 music video with the room that turns around on an axis oh, yeah i love the yeah. rotating room effect so cool like mm -hmm. i think it was really well done it was but this this sparks his imagination to set the week's agenda of uh, songs from their favorite movies because movies help people escape their day-to-day -day anxieties like getting like left, left at the, the altar, altar. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fucking kitty. <laughs> such a bitch. Or preparing for regionals, which is what they should fucking be doing. <laughs> yes. For the ninth week in a row, you need to be preparing for the thing that you're going to run out of time to do. And everyone's going to be like, oh, no, we haven't prepared. And this is their big comeback. They, like, lost at sectionals and they got the spot to regionals. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just show up amateurish. But they're going to. Yep. They're going to. But instead, we're going to do another girls against boys mashup. A mashup. They didn't even have mashups. Like, I, I guess for the theme of, like, the Glee Club, it was. But, like, a lot of the songs in the episode weren't mashups. Yeah. Right? And they and they were just like, oh, oops, it's not a mashup. Like, after they did that, they were just like, that's not even a mashup. <laughs> it's not even a mashup. I was like, no, they just got really lazy this episode because the two mashups weren't even done well at all. So, And somehow it's tied into Artie is going to do some sort of micro-budget feature for his final project that confused i mean it didn't confuse me but like it it being included confused me yeah so like i think the winners of this get to participate in his hollywood hootenanny (laughs) somehow um but i i did love sugar volunteering that they should do the artist so they don't have to sing (laughs) and i was like i love you so much and then brit and Blaine deciding that boys versus girls is stupid and that they should just do a team up on shout. And again, not a mashup mashup. at all, but fun. Yeah. As they rampage through the school and the library singing and getting in everybody's way. It's definitely one of those scenes that's like, can you imagine being one of the other students in McKinley, just trying to get to your chemistry class? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you got to just try to like make your way through these kids randomly singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just trying cute. to make it through the day. <laughs> I thought it was cute that they went to the library for the a little bit softer now, and then they went to the cafeteria yeah. for the a little bit louder now. I was like, okay, okay, I see what you guys are doing. Yeah, I will say this song also gives me one of my favorite Blaine lines, which is like, oh, or vice versa. Yes. <laughs> it's also, I mean, I know we use iconic frequently, and it but has it lost all meaning, but it's when he takes his bag off. Yes. His, like, messenger bag off in the very beginning yes. and does the whole, like, spin around. I was like, all right. I mean, I've seen this gif in my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is the so peak, here's the scene. peak Blaine in the beginning of very, the song. Yeah. In his, like, little boy outfit of the cuff yes. jeans and the too small shirt. Yeah, it's kind of a... Uh, it is very peak Blaine of his outfit, the hair, the bag, the like. He looks about 12. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, there was something about this performance that made me think that both Darren and Heather seem like people who would hurt their bodies for the show. Mm. And they have, like, I think. <laughs> yeah. He his name pretty bad at rehearsal once. He did, yeah, yeah for yeah. one of the previous episodes. And I think he got like hit by Artie's wheelchair during the dodgeball (laughs) or something but yeah there was something about how they were moving and dancing and like army crawling on the floor like I bet they both go home with bruises and rug burns and just like right into an ice bath like yeah everyone else is giving it like hmm, 50% (laughs) and it looks pretty good and like all right they're all in there yeah yeah like you guys don't you don't go you don't have to go that hard it's glee this is not Oscar Oscar bait here. You can like tone it down a couple notches. Um, so for the we have the two performances. The Glee boys perform 
uh, a mashup of old time rock and roll and danger zone in flight suits and then the uh, old time and rock and roll with the shirts and no pants combo from risky business I'm guessing I might be the only one who kind of like this. Um, it wasn't my least favorite from the episode. <laughs> it also wasn't really my favorite, but uh, weirdly, I watched Top Gun Maverick yesterday. Oh, <laughs> timely! Yeah, so I've got Danger Zone kind of on the brain. I don't know. I just liked the two songs on their own nostalgically. I loved the performance of both. I feel like the boys were giving it 150%. They were like <laughs> so into it. My beef is with the laziness of the mashup songs together because oh, yeah. the mashup is a yeah. legendary Glee thing. Like Glee invented the mashup. Like it's just yes. a medley, right? Like it's a medley, but Glee invented the mashup, which wasn't just we play one song that's actually four songs back to back. We we mm-hmm. blend two songs together into a new thing. That's the mashup. This was not a mashup. And this is the same for the girl song, both of them. It was just two songs played and then like they sang one line and yes. threw it into the other one. Like that is not a mashup. It was a medley, straight up. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was my beef. <laughs> not that it wasn't yeah, yeah. fun and not that they didn't perform it well, um, but that it was not, it wasn't a mashup. And I just, I just feel like the whoever wrote the music in this episode did not em- embrace the legacy of Glee mashups, and that mm-hmm. burns my biscuits. <laughs> yes, it was like they did a little bit of Danger Zone, they did a little bit of old time rock and roll, they went back. Exactly, they just kept going back and forth. Mm-hmm. There was one part where they sang like old time rock and roll in the background of Danger Zone. But like that just I'm sorry, that doesn't make a mashup. Yeah, they need to go not. back to Hungry Like the Wolf slash Rio. That is a fucking yes. mashup, okay? Oh, that, that is I don't know, know where gold. one song begins and the yeah. other ends. That's a mashup. Yes. <laughs> that is the epitome of the perfect mashup. So good. We have to get them on the phone and be like, see, you did this before. Right? I just don't know why they shat the bed. Because <laughs> the girls also not a mashup. No. There's even the second that, song. They sing like one line. Yes, they did Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend and Material Girl. I think, well, this was both Marilyn Monroe uh, song-ish, and it both had girl in the title, so they were really... Yeah. Is yeah. it material girl and Madonna song? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but they were both from, um, right, from like mm-hmm. movies. Right, right, right. Yeah. So they had a theme, 
kind of. I mean, they looked amazing. They had the Marilyn hair and dresses and the fans. Like, Mm -hmm. what budget did they have for those dresses? (laughs) Yeah. Just for a one-off choir room performance. Yeah. Right? Like, the boys could have found those flight suits at, like, a thrift store. Like, I would believe that. Like, army surplus. But full-length You believe that... I believe the Blaine just had those. Also true. <laughs> that is what I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very I wonder historically how popular those songs were. Like in the in the iTunes downloads of Glee songs, where right. do these land? Someone someone get on that. Yeah. Do our do our homework for us, please. Yeah, we don't think ahead of these things. I don't it's just <laughs> this is not a think ahead kind of a podcast. Is so. there like a list somewhere of just all of the songs in their iTunes downloads? Um Mandy, you're the researcher. Go. I don't know. Hop to it. Um. So. <laughs> yes, Queen. Thank really you. Billboard. Here we go. Okay. Is number one Teenage Dream? No. <gasps> what? No. Is it loser like this? Num- um. Number one is, is extremely unsurprising. Uh, is number one. Uh, don't stop believing. Yes. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so this is, I think this is going by weeks on the chart. Oh. So number two, I would not guess any of these. Teenage Dream is in the top ten. Okay. But... This feels like a mini episode territory. Yeah. Should I save this? Should we do a mini episode on this? Yes. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So, All right, friends. All right. <laughs> we'll come back to you. Yeah. I am trying um, to look and see if there is, if, if there are any other songs in this episode. Nope. Um, what, I don't know what the mashup would have been called. Uh, it was called Old Time Rock and Roll Danger Zone. And it oh, should have just been called Old Time Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danger Rock and Roll. No. Rock Zone Danger Roll. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of these are in the top 100. No. Well, that's all right. There were 9,000 songs. Yeah. I think this episode had their 500th song. Did y'all see that on the Glee Wiki? Shout uh, it did. was the 500th song. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess that's probably why they did it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Shout. It was a very thin reason to do it, but it was a really fun <laughs> It was fun. It was so fun. All right. So, you know, there is no, well, I was going to say there's no winner of this mashup. Instead, once again, Everyone is declared a winner of the mashup. Why do you always do this? <laughs> that one of so the, unhappy about it. One of the best Blaine lines <laughs> so ever uttered. He is so pissed. And I guess it's decided that because Artie needs a lot of bodies for his senior film project. Of which no one else has a senior project? Yeah, that's not a high school I don't thing. Un- no. I don't understand how this is even involved. And again... I, I have very little, I have losing memory of Glee. Like, do we see his senior project? No. Is this a thing that we're going to see later on? I feel like they were just like, we're writing an episode about movies. Don't forget, Artie's a director. We got to incorporate that somehow. (laughs) Then like, you know, like it just feels like such an afterthought. Kevin McHale just wanted some more lines. I would get that. Yeah, that's that's the logic that makes sense. Right. Kevin wanted something to do. Fair. But like, uh, I guess there needed to be like a prize for the mash off competition too. But like, these are teenagers. They want like, you know. Tickets to breadsticks? Yes, exactly. Yeah. What happened 
to gift certificates to breadsticks. That's the real prize. That's what they want. We all know this. They need to go back to their roots. <laughs> yes. Amen. Breadstick. I, I feel like breadsticks like are losing money now that they're not going as often. <laughs> they must have lost that set. They had like trims of fat. <laughs> the budget. <laughs> they had to get rid of the yeah. breadstick set. <laughs> yeah. And the lima bean. Oh. No, well, they wrote the lima bean the other episode, so I guess it's not so bad. The lima bean, you but know, yeah. is like the universal or, or it is, is the, uh, the gift shop, right? It's the gift shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the gift shop. Which is I guess they're losing some of my favorite things for the lima bean because they got to close the gift shop. Yep. Yep. I love it. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> amazing. So the other thing that's going on in this episode is we've got Phil. Phil. <laughs> Finn and Will. <laughs> Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I know it was a while between episodes, but I think I missed it. <laughs> I promise I don't consistently think about Finn and Will. <laughs> Enough to give um, them a ship name. <laughs> damn. What a terrible ship name, though. What's the other one? Win? Phil. Win? That's better. Win oh, is yeah. better, Win but is Phil. Better. It'd be F I L L, too. F I L L. No. That's no. gotta go. No. It's not good. It's not good. Oh um, my God. I think that has to stay in. <laughs> that was fucking funny. <laughs> Finn and Will are having some issues over Emma. Emma is missing since the wedding, and Finn is feeling super guilty that Emma has just like fucked off. He um asks Coach Sue about Emma's whereabouts, which seems like a really dumb move because it like let sue know that there's a problem i feel like you would want to hide that from sue like never let your enemy know that there's a weakness no that's a good point but i feel like they had to pay jane lynch for this episode (laughs) 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 yeah like well just give her get her in there you're totally right it makes no sense to tell her um i did love her takedown of finn though it was great yeah Mm -hmm. i mean as long as she's in there she better have some good lines Um, Finn and Artie also dress up as gingers <laughs> to get Emma's parents to show up at the school Emma's to parents, ask them. We're not at the wedding, but no, we're in this episode no. for some reason. I, yeah. They weren't even just in the background of her wedding. They still, like, not approve of Will or something? Well, why would you? <laughs> He's not a ginger. I, I love the premise that got them there, though. Yes. That, that the the gingers against bullying club needed their sponsor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if it works, it works, and it worked. But for some reason, this scene was like made me laugh more than any other one in the episode. It's, Except maybe Santana's rant, but like they got off some good one-liners. It's one of those glee moments where you're like, "Am I am I offended or is this funny? I can't quite yeah. decide. I'm not a ginger, so I I don't know how I need to feel about." ginger appropriation but the, the line about like um maybe Artie should like lead with the wheelchair thing <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> good yeah and even yeah so they uh it's a no dice on her um her whereabouts uh eventually finn does find out where emma is and tells will where she is staying it's kind of interesting to me that will is not the one trying harder to figure out where his own missing fiance is yeah but will does suck balls so this is true feel- but not ben's balls <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely not well i kind of saw it as like 
Emma set a boundary, which is like, I need some time away from you. I will let you know. Mm-hmm. I will come back when I'm ready. And then he like kind of walks all over that, you know, two scenes later when he drags the entire fucking glee club to her sister's house to serenade her. But maybe that yeah. was just me like reading it through a lens because she didn't seem that pissed that he showed up. But like, I was like, girl, why wouldn't you just go home if you wanted to see him? I don't yeah. know. Mm, yeah. I mean, will and boundaries are like <laughs> oil and water. <laughs> yeah. Non-existent. Non-existent. Yeah. It's a bit like it's not Finn's job to find Will's fiance for him. <laughs> um, except the guilt inside of Finn is eating. Him except, <laughs> except the guilt of kissing Will's fiance on her wedding day. Um, in part to like shut her up. That was kind of weird. There's just a lot going on with this relationship. Not entirely. I don't know what to call this. And and Will showing up at where is she staying? Her sister's house? Is that what it is? Yeah, her sister. And he gives the exact lo- location, which okay. Doxing her sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He shows up to do um say anything at her to to sing in your eyes holding the stereo above his head with the entirety of the Glee Club for this romantic moment that is now public. So that's nice. Right? It's like um, peer pressure for her to like be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's she going to do? Be like, no, please leave in front of our students. Right? Like she would never. That's not Emma's personality. She's so polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately. I was like this just feels kind of shitty. Like mm-hmm. he went to publicly shame her into talking to him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But she Which seems, she does. She seems okay with it though. So like I said, yeah. maybe that was just me projecting something onto it. I don't know. But I feel like if yeah. someone goes to stay at their sister's house because they don't want to live with you and they don't contact you and they don't reach out to you, going to serenade them with your entire glue club is probably not the move. It's what is it what do the kids say? It's not the moment. <laughs> yeah. Do they say that? that? I don't know what the kids say. <laughs> I don't know. It felt right at the time, and now I'm not sure if that's correct. All I know is she's an icon, she's a legend, and she is the moment. She is the moment. Yeah. Um, He's not an icon, not a legend. Not the moment. Not an icon. <laughs> it's correct, though. Will Schuster is not an icon or a legend. No. He is a creep. He did walk on water that one time. And that was all he <sighs> got. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I only call him Maddie Fresh in my show notes. <laughs> I I do also call him Matty Fresh. That's legit. I occasionally forget that his name is Will Schuster. (laughs) And I'm like, what is your name? I have no recollection of who you are as a person or as a character. Um, So I guess she's going to take his ass back. um, Unfortunately. unfortunately. They have a little combo Uh, and she's just like, you came back and I didn't know who you were. Was that just the whole thing? Yes, they do um, have this conversation about when he, when Will came back from um, his very useless time spent in Washington, D.C., not getting any additional arts funding, and I think only getting 
the arts education not cut from the budget yeah, by like 15 percent, 15 percent less cuts or something like that was 50 percent less it cuts, was like 30 yeah. instead of 45 like that's the whole thing yeah she was like i didn't i didn't know who you were anymore and those are the kind of kind of conversations that annoy the shit out of me it's like he was gone for what three months yeah if three months meant you didn't know who he was, then you didn't know who he was before he left. This man was working a nine to five job in Washington, D.C. in the time when you have smartphones, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not the yeah. 1970s. Yep. Just some... If you weren't sending memes to each other every 15 minutes, like, what were you doing? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I... if all his hours were taken up, he was, like, drinking with coworkers or shit after work or some shady shit like that. So, mm-hmm. like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why you both have Instagram accounts. It's to send weird shit to each other at two in the morning when you can't sleep. I don't know what's happening here. (laughs) Like, that's how you know a person is their meme game. So what are you doing, Emma? And frankly, it's fine if you don't know him. He sucks. (laughs) We've been trying to tell you this for four seasons. You had an amazing boyfriend. They just broke up. This is also... Oh, go ahead. (laughs) This is also on you, Emma. Yeah. You left the dentist. That's right. They keep breaking up. Emma breaks them up and then Will convinces her to get back together. Like every time. Yeah. Yeah. So like you had a chance. Leave his ass. He sucks. Let Will go. As I was watching the scene, I also kept thinking, man, she looks so young. Yeah. Mm. I can't. It's not really related to the scene, but like they cast some actors to play teenagers that look 40. And then cast someone to play a teacher who I think actually could have pulled off teenager better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Well, and Maddie Fresh just looks so haggard. Yeah. <laughs> the hair gel ages, ages him. As it does everyone. Mm-hmm. Ugh. At the, uh, the end of the episode, the guilt eating up Finn finally causes him to admit that he kissed Emma at the wedding. And the, the I'm so disappointed look that Will gives him is... Uh, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good moment for Maddie Fresh. I gotta give him that. That whole scene was really well done. I really liked Corey's mm-hmm. choices of how he, like, read the lines, like, how he, like, expressed them. He was, like, yelling at one point, and, like, you could tell he was yeah. more, like, mad at himself than anything else, and, like, it's just really good. Yeah. I think it's, like, an incredibly unnecessary storyline. Definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, did this, did this need to happen? Because Emma and will could have had this entire thing happen without finn kissing emma like this did not need to happen for finn no i i'm guessing they just wanted Corey to have some kind of storyline to be involved in which i'm He's not running about, the but, club. yeah but not but so they, much now that will's could've... back you know like yeah yeah do better by finn yes don't treat him like this I feel like one of the unofficial taglines of the Glee fandom is like, if you're going to have this dumbass storyline, at least have it be well acted. And this is one of those. <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. stupid storyline, but they acted it really well. Um, some other... They, they literally did the best they could with what they had. Exactly. And um, I'm excited to watch the next episode because I don't really remember the one where they're feuding. So... I really don't either. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, should we move on to Marley and Jake? Ugh, if we must. <laughs> we must. <laughs> before i forget them completely exactly (laughs) yeah that's a a dumbass storyline not so well acted yeah i mean we're keeping with the movie theme even though they're not doing a mashup um jake decides to reenact the pottery scene from ghost which i do not think he is old enough to know about no No. absolutely not 
Um, so he sings Unchained Melody while reenacting the pottery scene from Ghost, which then flashes to Marley doing it with doing it, <laughs> doing the pottery scene with Jake or with Ryder. Right, because he so it's the scene with like I lied to you at Valentine's Day. Those weren't my yep. romantic ideas, but now I do have a romantic idea. Let's do the pottery mm-hmm. thing. But then as she, they're doing the pottery thing, she's like, oh, my God, I lied mm-hmm. on that Valentine's Day. Guilt-induced flashback. Is it guilt-induced or, like, lust-induced? Does she really like Ryder or not? I don't, I don't know, know that she even knows. I think she knows. Because she admits to Jake that Ryder kissed her and she says so she led him, like, whatever. And then he storms out super grumpy. And that's what happens with the blob. <laughs> The blob update. The blob update. Um, I just don't care about uh love triangles. No, it's not even a good especially one. because this is like the seventy fifth time Glee's done one. Yeah, there's nothing original about this. You've shown Mm-mm. us this before. Yeah, I've seen this. I'm good. Yeah, and we're in um, fifteen. This has been going on since episode whatever the one writer was introduced six or something yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Just making a decision. I'm exhausted. And that decision is Marley and Jake. Obviously. Writer's gross. Leave it alone. <laughs> no, you're so right. He sucks. And also that see, like cutting back and forth with Ryder and Jake, and then it kind of made it sound like they were singing to each other for a hot minute. And I was like, stop this. This is not good. Just stop. <laughs> That's the only acceptable love triangle is if we make part of the day. So <laughs> yes. Yes. They're fair words and would never do that. Like, if you're going to do it, make it gay. Exactly. Yeah. They would not, because there can only be one gay couple at a time. I feel like Ryder and Jake are, like, the perfect bisexual, like, candidates in this cast. Mm. Mm-hmm. They have- Well, I think they're chemistry. the only bisexual candidates. Yeah. They have better chemistry with each other than either of them have with Marley, I think. They, they do. do. Yeah. So- and I would say Marley has better chemistry with Kitty than she does with yes. either of them. Also true. Marley did make the mistake of admitting to Kitty that Ryder kissed her, which was another bad choice because yeah. Kitty only holds on to information to use it later against somebody. When that happened, yeah. I was like, what the fuck would you do that, Marley? I thought for sure Kitty was going to like go tell Jake behind her back. Cause I did too. Kitty and Jake were like a whole thing. But I guess Kitty's dating Noah Puckerman right now. So it's like safe to tell yeah. her. Ugh. I keep forgetting I that. Thank God most of it's happening off screen. Yes. Yeah. She apologizes to Marley for like being a bitch to her because they're both dating Puckermans. And I was like, <laughs> just apologize real quick. because We're going to be sisters in law. So we can just put all of that behind us. And I won't apologize for anything specific. And I won't make amends. And I won't. <laughs> Never mind that I've destroyed your body with um, that you to fucking forcing you. Me. Yeah. Forcing you into bulimia and anorexia that I haven't admitted to yet. Sorry. <sighs> I know so many people really like Kitty and I have, I can't get past this shit and i just don't like the actress either sorry no it's like she's santana early season santana with none of the character development or reason for being so mean like not that like being a closeted lesbian was a reason to be mean but at least it was Mm -hmm. a explanation like Mm -hmm. kitty's just a bit it was an attempt yeah yeah she just sucks just sucks i also think that a lot of people might have liked kitty only because she was probably the most interesting out of that specific attempt at rebooting the cast mm-hmm. because they're all just boring. Yeah. She has the most personality. You're right. But yep. yeah, most personality doesn't necessarily mean good personality. Yeah. 
Sure don't. I am interested to see if she develops at all because I know she's in season six when none of the other season four newbies are. So I'm like, does she like mm-hmm. change or grow at all? I think the answer is no, but we're going to see. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I do not remember. I mean, I didn't watch season six and I have scant memory of season five now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be <laughs> like... <laughs> Fresh eyes, the fresh like, eyes <laughs> blocked it out. What entirely. is this show? <laughs> Wait, we watched this. Why? Can't believe we. Did. Why did we watch this? <laughs> for crumbs. Who were we thinking? Crumbs. It was really for yeah. the clan crumbs. That uh, there is no doubt there. And we suffered for those crumbs. <laughs> we did. People out there getting great episodes of their shows, and we were just like five minutes. Can we get thirty seconds of claim? We'll no, the shit can they be in the same room. Yes. Can can we just get them in the same room? Are they are they looking at each other? Are they are they well? So that is this fucking episode. Yes. With uh, <laughs> that we started out talking about, there is a snowstorm in New York, and the uh, team Bushwick are sitting around watching whatever that fucking movie is called. Moulin Rouge. Thank you. I just keep wanting to call it come what may. Moulin Rouge. And um, so Adam has been flirting with Kurt for some reason because we have to have a mid game. And um, out of out of nowhere is the come what may dream sequence. And it just like it's just like in your face. It just it just starts. the music starts. It just starts. I feel like there had to have been a commercial break when it aired originally. And it yeah. starts after the commercial break because there's no editing. It's just like, boom, here it is. Music swells. Blaine's in a tux. We're like, what's happening? Blaine's in a what's happening? Blaine's in a fucking tux. He just kind of roams out onto set and he's like shivering in the cold. <laughs> what is this? Uh, and it was delightful. It was amazing. Uh, the height difference is on. Into his own fantasy. Yeah. yeah. He's walking into his old fantasy like he's James Bond. So good. Uh the height difference is just on point in this. And, um, and the chemistry game. Adam could mm-hmm. never. It makes Adam look like mm-hmm. even more of a joke. Yeah. Which he realizes when we come out of the dream sequence because Kurt is full on crying while watching this movie. Yes. Yeah. And Santana obviously notices because she starts uh, talking some game about Kurt and Blaine and then about like Brody. Um but this causes Adam to ask some very pointed questions about if Kurt is over Blaine or not. And if they used to sing Come What May together, which I don't I don't know if a normal person would ask that question, but Adam does. Yeah. Did you and your ex-boyfriend used to sing the song from a movie together? And then he's like, you're still in love with him, aren't you? Like, yeah. And then when Kurt doesn't reply, he just duh. keeps on going. That's fine. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah. He's like, that's that's not going to stop me. Not a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Because Kurt's response is that he wants to be over mm-hmm. Blaine. Not that he is. And Adam's response is just to, like, take him out to a movie. And I was like, bro, you need yeah. to back off. That man is not your man. <laughs> I don't know if this main person there. would have that reaction. Yeah. yeah. Part of me kind of admires the tenacity there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, look, I'll wait. I have no self-esteem, no (laughs) self-worth. It's fine. Like, well, he is going for it. Yeah. I guess that's what a man's got to do in this world. There's no... It's not a good look, guys. 
There's no other gays I mean, who look vaguely like you at Niata, Adam. I just find that really <laughs> hard to believe. I feel like if he was really that hard up, Brody probably would have uh, made some arrangements yeah, with him. Brody's got the hookup. Yeah. Just ask Brody. Come on. So Kurt has once after their uh, tumble at the wedding, Kurt has once again been reminded about his um, deep and abiding love for Blaine Anderson. Which uh, also Santana says that in front of Kurt and Adam, and then Kurt's just like, "Santana, I'll cut it off." And then Adam's just like, "What was that? No, nothing I should know about. No, no, okay." I do. I, uh, what an I idiot. think we were wrong before. I think Santana does have a job. It's um life coach. She's just like decided that yeah. Kurt and, yeah. and Rachel are just like, she needs to fix them and their lives. Yeah. She's tired of these idiots and she just can't handle it anymore. They're dumb. I'm a metal. Yeah. Cannot deal with you idiots. I need to put this back together. I miss Blaine. Uh, yeah. I th- is that? I mean, we have the end of the episode, Sing Along. But I think that's about this episode of... um kind of trucking along towards a regionals that apparently is never going to happen because no one's practicing for it. Oh, well, Rachel does call Brody to try and prove that he's not a drug dealer and his answers are a bit sketch. Just a little bit. Enough to make Kurt side with Santana. Yes. Yes. He suddenly, he flips a bit and he's like, I'm with you. I will say that growing up is realizing that someone being a drug dealer is like not that big of a deal. And like... (laughs) There's a lot of very nice people who are drug dealers. It's like not, it's pretty chill. <laughs> I was kind of like, well, what's he dealing? Yeah. Is it weed? No, right? right. If it's like <laughs> heroin, like, okay, a little bit different. But I was like, he's selling weed and like, I don't know, some pills or something. Like, okay. Like, he's probably just. Really just seems like he would be the most likely to be able to reliably pay rent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Be appreciating like, is he that. Just... Totally. Yeah. If he's just selling weed to Niata students, he's probably doing all right for himself. It's like not even coming into the loft, you know? Like, it's not like he's meeting people at the loft. Like, whatever. Mm-mm. He's keeping it out of the home. He's got money. It's fine. Yeah. As, yeah, as long as he's not, like, contributing to the opioid crisis, then I think he's okay. Probably doing fine. Drugs are bad, you guys. Yeah, um, do drugs. This podcast is not... I love um, that we talked to our audience like maybe they're like 18 or something I feel like we're all in our 30s here <laughs> yeah if anyone watched Glee they're definitely in their 30s right. maybe 29 if they watch Glee and they have feelings about it they're in, they're not in your 30s are, are you in your 30s B? I turned 30 this year oh, okay. God. so spiritually I've been in my 30s for a long time don't worry you just started college when we met don't give me that <laughs> kind of crisis just yet <laughs> no um some of my friends in the glee fandom were like i'm 13 or 14 oh. you know? but they are like about to yeah. finish college or they just did you know i'm like damn i'm old that's wild it's been it's that is been wild four years anyway all the tumblr polls that are going around now some of them one of them yeah. cropped, cropped up and it was how old are you and the last possible yeah. answer was 37 plus i know and I, I was like, and I was like oh, what? <laughs> That's crazy. The one I saw, the last one was like 64 plus, And I was like, wait. <laughs> like, and it's, I think it was how, I think there's a limited number of options. Yeah. I think there's a limited number of options. And they started with like 18 plus and then 18 to 22. Like their options were pretty narrow. So I think they just ran out of age range. But I was like, 37 plus? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's crazy. I get to be the 37 for what three more months and then suddenly i'm just the plus 
We built this website. <laughs> yeah. 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 Be glad this hellhole's still here. We kept it active for the past 10 years. Yes. This, this year will be my 37. And I was like, we built this fucking site for you. Also, we really, we kept Tumblr limping along yes. until it got cool again. Yes. <laughs> and now kids are like, what do you mean you reblog? I don't want to reblog anything. Like, well, then you don't get to have anything. Yeah. I'm just yeah. here to look at stuff. Like, then you can't have anything. Yes. Uh, how do you think this works? They don't. They don't know you how have, it works. You have no profile, and you just look at stuff. Like, go away. Go back to Instagram. They, and your follower count doesn't matter to anyone. No, Nobody. No one cares. No one cares. No one can see it. There's no point in trying for that kind of clout. That's the best part of Tumblr. Is your follower yeah. count is invisible. I think they want to come to Tumblr as like a replacement for like Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, it's a third thing. No. Or it's, yeah, it's a whole yeah. different thing. It's its own thing. It's completely different. And that is the best part of it. Yes. Like <laughs> get off my lawn, but like get off my lawn. <laughs> if you're going to be on the lawn, follow the rules. Yeah. Participate. Don't just hang around, like reblog stuff or then it, then it all just disappears if you don't participate. Right. Uh, we're old. Yeah, that was our old folks' man shaking fist at Sky over here. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> we run this town. Whatever movie that was, <laughs> I don't even run this. Probably some mobster movie of just like this is our home. We all need that shirt that's like I was marginally famous on Tumblr. <laughs> yes, well, exactly. <laughs> we were though, and that's my claim. It's not even a lie. It's not even a lie. Um, yeah, so the... Uh, right, Glee. Well, Glee-ish. The uh, the episode ends with another not mash-off, but a movie song of Footloose. This was delightful. Loved it. It was, yeah. So cute. Loved yeah. it. Cord did such a good job with the lead vocals. I was like, okay. He did. No storyline, but... Yeah. <laughs> no storyline, but um, he does have those Nepo Baby vocals, so good for him. <laughs> <laughs> and if people are listening who don't know that he's a nepo baby and he doesn't seem to be using it very well he doesn't yeah i know he was Which, just a netflix rom-com that's what he's got it was yeah. not good with Lindsay lohan yeah. yeah yep i know and cord was the best part of it <laughs> no offense cord yeah but you shouldn't be the best part of a project no mm -hmm. you should be a pleasant part of an ensemble. If I compare that movie just to other Christmas rom-coms, I feel like it was like an 8 out of 10. Like, it, really? It much worse. And at least there was some diversity in the side characters. There was diversity in the side yeah. characters. I was just so bored by it. Maybe I wasn't in a good mood. It could have been. No, I mean... I think my standards are different because I really only watch the gay Christmas okay, movies. yes. Ah. It's just like, what is this heterosexuality? It's <laughs> not nearly as interesting. How do you... Get through Christmas only watching gay Christmas movies. There aren't that many. There aren't, but every year they put a few more out, and I just okay. make them last. Right. I, I just <laughs> one a week, one a week. That makes sense. And then I go back and watch the one with Fran Drescher again, mm. but not the one with Kristen Stewart because I hated that one. I, that one was oddly depressing. It was depressing. It was. It made me sad. It's yeah. This is yep. this is maybe another mini episode. <laughs> we could do a total <laughs> mini is, episode on that. I would love that. Yeah. Not well timed for the no. Season. So sorry. <laughs> Do a little Christmas yeah. in July action or something when people are. Really I mean, I only celebrate. I only celebrate two holidays, and it's all the way up until Halloween. So it's like January to Halloween, and then it's Christmas. So, but not like Christmas, Christmas, just like 
twinkly lights. Yeah. Yeah. The vibe. The vibe. Yeah. Seasonal food offerings. Yes. Yeah. Seasonal food and twinkly lights and candles because like mm -hmm. religion. Un unrelated to Glee, who never really vibes with Halloween, which I thought was gross. Yeah. But um, yeah, Footloose, super fun. <laughs> Rolling back into Footloose. Uh, I love this. I thought the dancing was super fun. It tied into the movie, the good one, not the remake. Um, and everyone seemed to look, seemed like they were having a great time. So no complaints, no notes. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of tension, a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of setting up of storylines for next episode, and mm -hmm. then a super fun, high energy dancing musical number. So yeah, that's so an episode of Glee. Like Glee shit <laughs> yeah. I like, exactly. I don't know. It feels like there's been a couple between I do and girls and boys on film, like decent Glee episodes. Yeah. Yeah. This was a good run for them. Yeah. I feel like it's going to come to an end. Yeah, it always does. <laughs> like you can't, you can't have three good episodes in a row. That's not right. We'll see. We'll keep the streak. <laughs> this show has had two episodes that we liked in a row. <laughs> Did we like Diva? I don't remember if we liked Diva. I don't mm. remember Diva. I, I liked the music, I remember. Wasn't there a plot mm -hmm. line that, like, ruined it for us? We were like, oh, it'd be great if it wasn't for that plot line. Oh, well, that was the vapor rape. Oh, so. there you go. Oh. That was it. That was it. So, okay, I'm goodbye. <laughs> I just realized I don't remember Diva because I wasn't in that episode. Oh, we missed you. That's right. We did miss you. I'm reading your notes. Yeah. Um, if you would like to have a mini episode where you just simply talk about the vapor ray for 10 minutes, we can do yeah, that. That works. Andy rants. Yeah, I can have some opinions vapor on that. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, that was it. But nope, that one doesn't count. Two episodes. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So how's our Kevin McScale? Um, he had... Can we call it a plot line? A little, a little <laughs> bit to do. <laughs> just a little to do he did in the footloose he was like moving his own feet that was cute that was funny yeah I liked that. <laughs> that was cute <laughs> i also liked him being the one to point out like after shout like you do know it's not even a mashup right yeah <laughs> that was cute yeah he had more lines in this episode than some mm -hmm. like a two out of a five yeah we could go that seems fair. oh okay i was gonna say maybe a three. Well, he didn't he didn't sing did he not no really. just in the group numbers okay just in the groups Maybe we split the difference like two and, and a half. half. Okay. okay. I'm happy with that. I mean, the curve is so low for him. <laughs> I know yes. it is. Yeah. I know. I was just like, he had like a whole like long line, not just a one liner. He had like a whole thing about his project or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, how's our, our pain decks? Oh. I can't tell. It's pretty. If I felt a lot of pain or a lot of joy, both. It hurts so good. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, I felt delight and also like a bit of a soul crush of. Oh, them. Yeah. I, I do think the pain dex is lower because we did get confirmation that Kurt is still in love with right. Blaine. Yes, that is true. Uh, Adam is still kicking around trying to move it in on that. He's trying not to see. <laughs> so like a five out of ten? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the okay. neutral, the, the pain and the joy. Like, yeah, the halfsies of... Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how are our favorite songs? I mean... There's no mountain too high, no river too wide. Sing out this song and I'll be there by your side. Storm clouds may gather and stars may collide. 
I was about to look at the yeah. songs and then I was like, mm, no, it's just, it's come yeah. with me. I it, did it, like Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. It, it was a weak mashup, yeah. but. It's a weak mashup. Uh, I think mine's followed by Footloose just for the fun of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I would say Shout is up there for me too. Very fun. Yeah. So there were some good like group numbers in this, yeah. in this one, but I, it's real hard to, to bust up over Come What yeah. May because I like. Mean, the gravitas, <laughs> the, the meaning, yeah, the experience, the yes. um, oh god, what is this? Oh god, mm-hmm. it's come what may. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, that is that's hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. Watching that for the first time, yeah. watching it again, a plus experience. Like, yeah, <laughs> a plus would do again. Would do again. I would. Uh, I would feel that feel again. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone have a favorite line that they wrote down, other than quote Santana quote? <laughs> well. Okay, mine is also quotes. But, uh, when she said it's like Eli and Roth decided to make a gay horror movie, and this is the scene right before we all eat each other. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just good Santana. Uh, I think mine is Blaine shouting, "Why do you always do this?" <laughs> For the pure exasperation, yeah. and I feel like somehow it also encapsulates the feeling of watching Glee. Yes. Yeah. A little G point. Also not. Not specifically a line, but Emma's dad pointing out that no one at McKinley seems to consider where they want to go to college until a week before graduation. <laughs> yes. When everyone else figures it out when they're a junior. Yes, you're right. There was yeah. a lot of meta in this. There were some there good, like, call-outs. Who wrote this one? Just doing the same thing. You read my mind. Okay, the, the name of the episode is not Come What May. I need to, like... <laughs> it was Michael Hitchcock. I love Michael Hitchcock. Oh, yes. Good man. He's great. Good man. He comes in to write like one episode a season to just be like, this show's yeah. fucking dumb and I love it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, I said a couple of my favorite lines already, but honorable mention is when Kurt says, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Kurt Correct. And Blaine were just real curtain and Blaine in this episode. Yeah. And I was like, I love them. They were feeling it. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I know. See, the, and the movement, right? <laughs> mm hmm. Every once in a while, it does feel like someone's enjoying their day better. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No no shade. Slight shade. A little bit of shade. Minimal shade. Dose of shade. Um, okay. Well, I think that is the episode. Next time, we've got Feud, which apparently none of us have any memory of. So that'll be interesting. Really Not yeah. a clue. <laughs> Not a goddamn clue. Um, so that'll be, that'll be great. It'll be like a first time for all of us. Excellent. So thank you for listening. Um, You can find us all across the internet, except for where we are not. If you want to support the pod, you can do that at Patreon at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks, where you will find what we are going to start calling bonus episodes because mini episodes seems to be (laughs) just a flat lie. Sometimes they're like an hour and a half, frankly. Um, but it's all sorts of fun episodes about Glee and the Glee fandom and cast and non-Glee stuff and fandom and us and who knows. Anything so, we feel like talking about, apparently. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of fun and you can get that kind of bonus content either on Patreon or you can subscribe to our Spotify um, and get the same bonus episodes in your podcast feed there. 
Um, so thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. And that is what you missed on uh, mashups. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.